This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, let me tell you a little bit about American financing. American financing. Look, you, you know what's, you know the deal. Uh, oh my gosh, I just sounded like Joe Biden. You know the deal. The rest of it, you know, life, liberty, and stuff. Anyway, um, American financing is there to help you out. And I'm telling you, we are headed for big, big trouble. Um, there is uh, news coming out of the Fed today that they are lending all of these central banks all over the world record amount of cash just uh, in the last few days. Um, real trouble is coming. Please get your financial house in order. American Financing can help you do that. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Now the world today we begin with the vote how secure is it we begin with david barton in 60 seconds it's friday all right some fine day we're all going to be driving around in flying cars and it's going to be amazing uh you know until those flying cars are not under our control and then it just lands us in some prison yard and you're like what what happened here and they're like ah you were questioning the election anyway um, when the check engine light comes on on those flying cars, I think we will all check it immediately. Um, but right now, we avoid it. At least I do. I, and when that thing comes on, you're like, oh, crap. It's never, you could win the lottery and the check engine light would go on and go, like, not now. I mean, this is coming at the worst time. There's never a good time to fix your car. That's why Car Shield is there. Car Shield, they'll have your back when your car breaks down. They have uh, great coverage all the way from picking you up on the side of the road and towing your car in, giving you a rental car, to covering all of the big major expenses. It's medical insurance for your car. Your car out of warranty? Do what I've done. Get Car Shield. CarShield.com slash Beck or call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. It's CarShield.com slash Beck. Mr. David Barton from Wall Builders and Mercury One. How are you, David? Good, man. Good. Now, you know, most people don't know, David, that you are and have been forever very involved in politics. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. And been doing this for a long time. First, let me before we get into, you know, what you're looking for and what the teams are out looking for for voter um, distortion. um, Have you seen anything like this on the ground before far as you're all I call you and you're like, I'm in Alabama. And 10 minutes later, I'm in New York and you're all over the country. Are you seeing anything different and unusual this time around with what you're seeing on the ground attitude or, you know, to give you any indication of how it's going to go? The last time I saw something like this was in 94. Uh, So with 94, that was New Gingrich contract with America. Uh, That's the last time I've seen this kind of buzz in the grassroots. So this is not even this is beyond the Tea Party 2010. Yes, this is beyond the Tea Party. Wow. That's amazing because that was, I mean, everybody knew it then. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew it. Mm-hmm. This is so quiet and underground. There's no rallies or anything. There's a lot of rallies. They're just not covered well. Um, I, I mean, mm-hmm. what we've done, we've just got off the road. We've been in 132 cities in 24 states uh, in 76 congressional districts we think are flippable. And we're not the only ones doing that. There's plenty out there. There's just very little coverage of them. How is the church getting involved? Are they actually stepping to the plate here? That has been our exclusive focus is there. And I would say absolutely yes. Um, There's been things that we have seen now in the off-year election in 91 where you had Virginia, et cetera. And then what we're seeing right now, and this is particularly on the process side. A lot of people are really interested in the, in the glitzy side of elections, want to see the results, but yeah. very few get involved in the process side. And that's where we've been. We've been recruiting people to be in the process, get on the front end of elections, not the back end of elections. Don't just watch them be reported, be part well, that, of them. That was the problem. I, I kept warning Trump, you know this, David, over and over and over again. Look, this is going on. you got to be ready for it. And what happened after the election? They rightfully said, you should have been saying this before the mm-hmm. election. That's right. We could have helped you before the election. We can't help you now. That's right. So having these people out and and monitoring, uh, and I know, I mean, we're thank God the right is fighting in the courts and trying to get things as clean as possible. Um, where do you, where are you concerned the most about possible voter fraud um, I, we're concerned the most about places where we don't have much influence on the process quite frankly mm-hmm. if everybody gets an equal shot at the table you know if everybody right. can sit at the table we're okay i saw michigan was it their supreme court that came out and said uh that you where was it yeah it was in michigan where the where the courts came out and said you've got to have both sides at the table and you have to let yeah. the right and the republicans see everything yeah and, and that is that is really what you asked for is right. both sides and i, I don't think, want i don't want the reverse of what that's we have right now that's right I, I just i want it to be clean yeah. and fair if, if i'm a republican i want democrats at the table as well watching so, the elections so do I. Uh, and by the way in texas we prosecute republicans as well as democrats for election yeah, fraud good. so it happens on both sides yeah um so what are you seeing i i saw some numbers from you yesterday that were shocking how sure are you that this is what 
is happening. Well, we're sure of what we're seeing ourselves with our people on the ground. Uh, we, we have the reports of that, and those are firsthand reports. And so based on that, I'm pretty sure of what we see. I can't tell you what else is out there, but I know what we're finding. Okay, so what are you finding? Uh, one of the things that we think is super important, and, and by the way, I work with Chad Connolly with Faith Wins. We've partnered on this. We've done the she rallies together. fantastic. Chad is – Faith is, Wins that's right. is – Bar none, the best thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah, Chad and I have both been involved in politics from the local level through the federal level. Mm -hmm. So we've got a lot of experience in politics behind the scenes and in process. And I'm going to go back to where we started in Virginia because it worked really well there. Yeah. Um, it was called the Miss Bessie Project. A 79-year-old lady said, I, I want to do something about elections. And, and so she went to the local election board with her Sunday school class and said, what can we do? And talking to Chad said, well, what you need to do is just look at the voter rolls. Just see who the active voters are. See who voted. See what you can find out. And they did that, and they found one guy who registered to vote in 27 locations. That's not a good deal. This is in Virginia. In Virginia. Okay. This is in Virginia in 91, <clears throat> or pre-91 election. Um, they wait, wait, pre-91? Yeah, the 91 election where Yonkin was elected uh, governor. So prior to that election. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I don't understand the 91. Well, there's there's five states that have off-year elections. They don't elect numbers okay. even years. So Virginia okay. is one of those that is an off-year election. Okay. Virginia, Kentucky, Indiana, Louisiana. 21. What did I say? 91. Oh, That's what oh I, my gosh. I'm like, like, why are we going back no. to 1991? Because yeah, I'm a 21. historian. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, stuck, okay. I'm stuck in history. Yeah, no, all right. It's 21. 21. Okay. 21. So right. y'all can elect in 21. So she took her Sunday school class, and they started looking at voters' rolls. And told them to look for two things. Look for people who are over 100 years old. Not that people <laughs> over 100 can't vote. Right. But look for them and just make sure they're real people. And by the way, we just found this in Michigan just a couple of weeks ago. We found a guy named Jason Daniel who was over 100. He voted twice in 2020. And that's not the story. The story was he was born in 1850. He lived through the Civil War, and he's still voting in 2020. So that's a little issue. You know? right. but that, so Jason Daniel, we're looking for those kind of people. And, and that's what that's what Miss Bessie and her class was looking for. And that's where they found a guy. And, well, was two things. Look for people who are over 100 or look for more than six people registered at the same address. Not that they can't be, but just check, check and make sure. Yeah. And so they went through, and they found one address with 17 people registered there. And they called Chad and said, what do you think? He said, I think it's a really big house. Why don't you go look at it? And they went and looked, and it was a cow pasture. It was an open field. There was not even a barn on it. Open structure, and 17 people voted out of that, that empty address. So that's what we have people looking for. That's what they flag on. That's what they're looking for. That's what they're going after. So I, I want to make sure that we're really clear on this because, you know, you can go to prison now for, for you know, uh, any kind of misinformation I hear. Um, you, you're saying – you're not saying that this is enough to throw an election or you can't trust the election or anything else. You're saying your your people are going in and cleaning up all the stuff that both Democrats and Republicans should be upset about. Yeah, and, and we don't know if this will win an election or not, but we do know that if you do this up front, when you get done with the election, both sides can have confidence that it was a fair election and done done appropriately. And that's the big deal, is you want to take the question marks away from the yeah. elections. It, it, I mean, It's if it not turns good out, for the republic that's right. if either side is questioning the election. As a Republican, if I lose the election, but I had all my people doing poll watching and we've checked the list, then we lost the election. Yeah. That's, that's just the way it is. And that's the way you – we used to trust it. That's right. And starting in 2000, you know, from 2000 on, 
The Democrats haven't lost an election that they haven't claimed fraud. Uh, And that's really damaging. And it's damaging if we do it, too. What the way you fix it is not shutting people up. That's the right. way you fix it is open the process. Open the process. Get on both it. sides That's right. in there to watch it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and so in Michigan, in addition to finding Jason Daniel, uh, Michigan, they they had the the names and sheets of one hundred. So you asked for the active voter list, and yeah. and in Virginia was saying, hey, every Friday I want to see all the newly registered voters. I want to see, and so you just look at the list, and you go down through all the lists, you check everybody, make sure they're legitimate. Uh, but in Michigan, one of the voter lists we got, the top 67 people on it, we found obituaries for, and they're still voting. Oh, my god! That's a problem yeah. when you find obituaries for people who are active voters. So, David, let me, uh, let me take you um, back to Michigan the last time. They started covering up the windows mm-hmm. during 2021, and that raises questions well, all yeah. by itself. Oh, I, I, just this, that it doesn't just even that. it doesn't it's, even mean that something was going on. That's right. But you see that, and you're like, "Wait a minute!" It just suggests to you that it right. doesn't pass the smell test, right? I mean, I could. I mean, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. We had Shakey's Pizza. Uh, they had a window where I could see all of it. And if I can see that what they're doing to a mm-hmm. pizza to assemble it, why can't I see what's <laughs> yeah. happening in an election? Um, okay, so um, are we at all of the polling stations, and has that been cleaned up in states? This is one of the things that Chad and I have been working on is getting – church folks to show up and just be poll watchers. Just let us train you. And every state is different, and that's really cool. Article 2 of the Constitution makes it clear that the states control elections, time, places, manners of elections. So some states, you can be a poll watcher and be anywhere in the state. Some states, you have to be from the county in which you're going to do poll watching. The rules are all different. So we get people trained on the rules in their states. And here's what it is in your state. Here's what you can do. So we've recruited and recruited hard, and at this point now in in Nevada, we got word last week, we have a poll watcher at every polling place in the state of Nevada. That's excellent. We have a poll watcher at every polling place in the state of Michigan. So those, and, and but they, and they know how to behave. They know how to, they've been trained. If they're being right. told you got to go stand over here. That's uh, it. Yeah. They know Here's what, what to you do. can do. You can't interfere with this. Correct. You, gotta, you, you can put eyes on it. And, and I think eyes is, we learned from Virginia, eyes is really important. Uh, when we had these poll watchers like Miss Bessie go, yeah, go yeah, to yeah. places, there were three election clerks in Virginia that quit once they found someone was watching them. Uh, one of those election clerks was arrested last month for voter fraud in 2021. So if an election clerk doesn't wow. want to be seen, doesn't want somebody just standing in the room watching – Again, it doesn't pass the smell test. Election right. clerks. It doesn't say, mean that there's something going that's on. That's right. But that, I mean, I would never have anybody. You know, I'm I'm counting money for something, and I know they're not here to rob me. I have no problem with somebody right. watching me count the money. As it, long as you I don't feel the, actually with it. feel better about it. Yeah, you you can't confront people in line and say, right, "Show right, me your right, ID." Right. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but if you're there, just eyes on the process. And that's a really important thing. And, and so that's what we're trying to do is get people with eyes on the process in every single state. So I was uh, with Mike Lee last night in um, Washington County, the reddest county in uh, America, I believe. Um, and there were people there, about half of the audience raised their hand and said they had voted early. But when he said, look, if you haven't voted, make sure you take out your ballot that was sent to you. And the crowd went nuts. <clears throat> no, 
go to a polling place mm-hmm. um, and uh, they don't they just don't trust the the mail in ballots. Do you have you seen anything where it was a little shaky last time that it's been cleaned up at all? Well, we don't know if it's been cleaned up till we see what happens this time. But we do know that uh, there's been a bigger push for people to vote early because of the fact so many people showed up last year, last election on election day and said, oh, no, you've already voted. You can't vote. Well, wait a minute. I haven't voted. Yeah, you did. You did, you did a mail-in ballot. But I haven't voted. Yes, you have. So there were a lot of people. See, who that's what Mike was saying last night. He's like, he was afraid that because of um, they've put so much money into the ballot system mm-hmm. that they won't be staffed enough or there'll be something that would, would happen that is just because they don't they didn't have the money. They were planning on more people voting by mail that you'll get there and you may not have time to mm-hmm. do it uh, or or whatever. And, and there's there's that possibility. But there were a lot of people who felt like somebody voted for them by mail that wasn't them. And so that's why they're urging early voting, because get there before someone can do a potential fraud. And you don't know if it's fraud. There was there was nothing on it except just the anecdotal evidence that people said, I haven't voted. And you show that I have. Well, we're not going to let you vote because you showed they already have. And so if that's fraudulent, you don't want that going on. So the, the most, I believe, the most popular um, idea uh, that that we argue about that unites people is voter ID laws. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's wildly, it's in the 80s. Yeah, in the it? 80s overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Democrats approved by African-American voters. I mean, it really is one of the most popular policies in our public discourse. So there is another problem, and NBC found it yesterday. And I'm going to share that with you. Mm. <laughs> Back with David Barton in 60 seconds. First, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Relief Factor. I mean, it. what you're going to find, you will find in that morning hike up the side of the mountain or in the gym membership that you finally got around to using all the time, or the half day you spent cooking for the whole family and played with the kids or the grandkids, when they all come for a special weekend, that's where you find yourself again. The things that you love that you haven't been able to do because you're in pain, get your life back with Relief Factor. They have the three-week quick start developed for you. It's 1995. It's a trial pack, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. I got my life back. Try to get your life back. Just try it for three weeks. 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number four, relief, or relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, boy. I didn't even think about this. I didn't even think about this. And I'm suddenly against voter ID. Hmm. Um, NBC said yesterday that voter ID laws disproportionately affect transgender people. Uh, And they are worried that people asking for voter ID from transgender people is voter suppression and could I mean, is really hurting the transgender vote. I can see that. Mm-hmm. If your picture on your driver's license shows you to be a male and you walk in with a dress, that might confuse people a little bit. Right. Mm. <clears throat> but I don't think you're fooling anybody <laughs> that you're not uh, a man um, myself. I think I could look at that and go, 
Yep. Dude, the lipstick's not working for you, but <laughs> here you go. Uh, the worse your your transition it looks, the better chance you have to vote. Yeah. Like, right. If you're really good at <laughs> right. it, you might yeah. have problems. Might have a problem. Yeah. Uh, so, David, the the one thing that um, the the Democrats are setting up for with this, you know, a danger to democracy uh, is they Hillary Clinton just came out and said. They're already planning on stealing the 2024 election. Mm-hmm. Um, and what her idea of stealing is, is that the Republicans will stand against the federal government taking over the vote. And they should. And they should. Constitutionally. But see, and I've got to just add a commentary here. That's another proof to me that Democrats don't read the Constitution much, because when you're saving our democracy, you haven't read Article 4, which prohibits a democracy. You have to be a republic. And there's a big difference. between. So help me out on that, because in Article 4, it uh, we have two minutes, Um, because in Article 4, it does say states have maintained a Republican form of government. And it it does say that states now it it says Congress can. can, That's right. um, That's right. Amend this from time to time. That's right. So. What is the argument against the Democrats amending it? Well, they can. And what's happened is Congress has always respected the states and left them alone. Now, they will come in with uniform dates. We want all elections on this day, whatever. They can do something like that. They've always left alone the process side and say that's up to the states. And even election dates, when you have federal elections, that's all set. But the states can choose their own state election dates, as five states do, like like Louisiana and, and like uh, Virginia and others who choose to have it on a, even an odd number year rather than an even number year. So mm. Congress has always left that alone to the states. Now, the federal elections is what Congress can have a lot more influence over. And the Constitution does say you have to have results reported by a certain day. And that's where they've gone to kind of federalizing as a standard federal election day. Right. But but they left the states alone and other things. I got to tell you, this whole talk about, you know, it, it, it may be days before we find there's no reason for this. This is like COVID and us just walking mm-hmm. into a store and they say, hey, there's no potato chips and we won't have them until probably three months from now. You know, it's like it's the United States of America. I, I should be able to get potato chips, yeah. you know, yeah. on demand. We've done this my whole life and had, generally speaking, we've had most of the results. We knew which way it was uh, falling, you know, except for exceptions like the year 2000. I don't accept that we have to wait days to find it. And Pennsylvania's already saying it may be weeks for them this time. Oh, my God. And and when you're saying something like that, you're raising questions. And that's bad for the state of Pennsylvania to make an announcement like that. David, thank you so much for everything that you do. If you want to get involved, just go to wallbuilders.com, wallbuilders.com, and join the fight. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Tunneled Towers. These these guys are delivering on the promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices that America's greatest heroes have made for us. Let me tell you about Mario Nelson. After 9-11, Mario was involved with the recovery efforts at Ground Zero, and that's what motivated him to list, enlist in the U.S. Army, and he was sent over to Iraq where sadly he was killed in action. He was 26, and back home he had a wife and a young daughter. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation saw to it that he received a mortgage-free home because of you, your kindness, your generosity, 
It provided that family with the financial stability they needed right when they needed it the most. Whether they're ensuring that families can stay in the home or, you know, make new memories in the home where dad was or mom was, or just coming up with ways to make a smart home for those who have been injured in the line of duty. Cops, military, firemen. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel2Towers.org. That's T2T.org. T2T.org. Only four days till election night coverage on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash midterms. Use the promo code REDWAVE. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I don't know if you all uh, saw this. We welcome Pat Gray to Pat Gray Unleashed from Pat Gray Unleashed. Which is a podcast. Now, where do you find that podcast? Gosh, you can find it pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, wherever really? they're available. Hardware Spotify, stores? Spotify, hard, hardware stores yeah, in some okay. cases. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. Lingerie yeah. department oh, really? stores. <laughs> right. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. speaking of lingerie, I'd rather mm-hmm. watch. And so, uh, where uh-huh. would I go to watch? Oh, live? Yeah. Like you what could I, go to the Blaze Radio. Well, to watch, you'd go to Blaze TV, mm-hmm. no doubt. That would be great. Um, what if I wanted yeah. to save like $30 off of the subscription? Could I do that? Oh, you couldn't do that. What if I went to no, Blaze? No, you can right now. Really? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, you can. Really? They're making that kind of a special? They are because the managers are out of town and we've gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> BlazeTV.com slash midterms. Use the promo code REDWAVE and you'll save 30 bucks. Yeah. Nice. All right. It's going to be a fun, fun night. Uh, election night. You don't want to miss a second of the uh, coverage. Now, NPR aired an abortion now i think they thought this was going to help people go oh is that it it's safe and effective Mm. Uh, (laughs) i'm not sure it's going Mm. to have the uh desired uh result um but uh i think it is important to have everybody Look at it. Just look at it. And that's what they were saying. Look at it. It's not so bad. So I, I want to mm. play. Are we ready? I want to play what NPR played. This is uh, the sound of an abortion. And Northland medication abortions are done in the morning and then in the afternoon. They do the surgical procedures. Like right when my daughter started to be difficult. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> This next patient is not one of the patients you heard before. She's asked that we not use her name. She's from. No, go ahead, play it. What do you want? No, no, stop, stop. Just continue to play it, please. Can we just get to the place to where they're doing the abortion? She's from Michigan. She already has one kid. She's having her abortion at about 11 weeks. Nearly all abortions in Michigan are before 13 weeks. And like many patients at Northland, she said I could record her procedure. We're going to hear some of that now. So I am just going to get you set up on the table, and we're going to do that sedation medicine. Okay. I'm going to pull this out under your legs. Most patients are partially awake during the procedures. They get IV medication for pain and anxiety. The lights are dimmed. There's soothing music. It actually feels a lot like a childbirth. Oh, so it's medical really, it's gown, fun Your bare and legs relaxing. and stirrups. Oh, it's very nice. And a person yeah. next to you saying... Okay. It's like a spa this. visit, really. <laughs> and a person next to you saying, Just keep breathing. Mm, keep breathing. That's Brandy. She's one of the staffers. 
Her job is to monitor vital signs, but it is also to hold the patient's hand and talk her through this. Oh, wow. Whether it's a birth or this an is abortion, mm-hmm. it is often women guiding other women. Why, 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 why would you need someone to guide you through it? Okay, it it's such a glorious noise. procedure. Mm. Okay, I don't want to hear anymore. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I want to hear... No, I, I don't want to hear anymore. I know. I, but that they played that on NPR thinking that this is something that will make abortion better. Well, yeah, listen to how they described it. We're going to play soothing music, and somebody's there to hold her hand. We lower the lights. It's like the dim. spa. It's really nice. It's yeah. like and then they turn the, the vacuum on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they turn the vacuum yeah, on. Instead of you getting right. the nice, like, C sounds when you're getting a massage, you get the sound of a vacuum. And that's basically the only difference, according to NPR. Which is vacuuming a human baby out of mm. the womb. Oh, is that what's happening? Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, yeah. I would like to play, because uh, we, this is, <laughs> this is worse. This is worse. <laughs> Um, uh, the blaze has, uh, recorded an abortion, uh, and this you need to hear. Good morning, everyone. Here we are. We made it. Everybody got up. Everybody got up. We're all awake. <laughs> Stop. I don't know if I can get, I don't know <laughs> no, if we can no, continue. No, no, no. We shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have done that. I threw us a little apologize. bit in my mouth yeah, right there. Yeah. It was Of course, uh, that was the audio of Don Lemon and the <laughs> CNN morning show. And, uh, wow. I don't, I'll never be able to unhear that or no, see it. No, and I apologize. Right. Uh, for, if that if that haunts your dreams, that's our fault. That's yeah. our bad. We yeah, should yeah. not have done that. Really um, bad. We really apologize. bad. So that is really amazing because that is something that we've talked about for years and years and years. That eventually they're going to start airing abortions. So here's they actually what, did. Here, here's what here's what happened. We actually did this before. And we did it with, you know, like CNN uh, and we played it. But we we led up for a whole week. This is 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah, it's a long time, uh, a long time ago. And um, we we prepared. We had people that were saying this is horrible. The left was out of their mind. Uh, you can't air this, yada, yada. We and what we did is we aired, you know, just like we did with Don Lemon. We an abortion of a show, right? Basically, it was an abortion of a show, and we we were making the point that just the thought of it was upsetting to people. Just the thought of you're actually going to play this. People and were furious that we would air furious, that footage. They were furious, mm-hmm. and we never intended on doing it because. We knew it would be a hellscape to hear that, to hear that. That was the point. We are now 15 years later to where they think, and maybe I'm wrong, but they think airing that abortion on NPR a few days before an election will be helpful. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's how far we have fallen. They may very well learn a lesson that they are not right. In that particular belief, it may not be so helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what we've seen. We've seen the president interviewing, you know, tra- getting interviewed by trans people. He's going on and talking about how kids need to have, you know, what, what, oh gosh, I actually wrote down this phrase because I was so amazed by it. Uh, so the surgery that, of course, doesn't happen for young people, that, that never happens, except all the times that it's happened. But whenever you call them on it, they say, this never happens. 
they were bragging about it again today for some reason on some podcast and the term they used was physical gender confirmation surgery oh my god physical gender comfort now you know you don't have to change the names of things that are no big deal exactly and when you're confirming a gender you're confirming that they are what they are not changing it changing it and they're saying they're making it sound like they're confirming the gender when they change the gender right because no wait But in their little world, it works because Mm -hmm. confirmation comes from your head. Yeah. Whatever you think is true. Unbelievable. And I think like the they're trying so hard to get that person in the middle that doesn't think about this stuff a lot to say, yeah, why wouldn't they let them confirm their gender? Why? I mean, it's their physical gender. Why wouldn't they? they, Why wouldn't they let them have, uh, you know, uh, 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 nurturing care when it comes to their gender identity? And it's like, that's not what it is. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know this, but um, sex change operations in Pennsylvania, they've been funding them. And uh, in 2015, they spent $78,000 on uh, sex change services. Okay, In 2017, spending on gender transitions for children, for children, topped a million and rose to three million nine hundred and twenty-eight thousand eight hundred and fifty-four dollars. That's in twenty twenty-one almost mm. four million dollars for surgery on children in Pennsylvania. Mm. That should be a wake-up call. That should be how mm-hmm. do you go from seventy-eight thousand dollars in gender affirming care? and surgery 78,000 to 4 million in a year that's six years later what happened what happened i'm sure just uh, just a huge growth in the amount of people who feel that way either that or it's a social contagion i mean that is i don't see how you deny this these numbers are jumping at such ridiculous rates that it can't possibly be they just claim people are more comfortable with it now yeah that's what they claim but it's obviously ridiculous no it's it's obviously ridiculous i'm telling you there are massive lawsuits coming massive lawsuits yeah when this thing starts to turn around and all of those children let's just say it's 50 percent of them we're going through a phase all of those children say, I can't have a baby anymore. I don't function mm-hmm. like a normal human being anymore. I was 15 years old and you affirmed this. You didn't have me go to therapy. You asked me no questions. And I just went in and did this. The lawsuits are going to be staggering. And that's the only way this will end. I mean, it eventually, is. some brave it people is. are going to have to come out and and file these. They suits. already are. Yeah, they are in in Great Britain. It's happening. Yeah, but I mean, the number you mentioned, fifty percent, you know, sounds like a lot. But when they've done research on this in the past, they've they've they they looked at a, a large group of people who were considering doing this, and then for whatever reason, didn't wind up doing it. They were very sure they wanted to go ahead with it, but either, I don't know, their parents blocked them or they didn't have the money to do it or they couldn't get the care or whatever it was. And they checked back in with them like 20 years later. It was almost 90% of people who were thankful that they didn't go through with it. Wow. It was almost 90. It was like high 80s. That is like, these are the people, mm. these are real people 
right? That yeah. These are not people who are worried now about they can't admit it. They are admitting it. They almost went through it in a much more difficult period, right, when it was not as, as accepted. Yeah. And they are thankful that they did not go well, through with it. And, but and just, just think of it this way. The good news is those children won't be able to have children, and it'll be better for the planet. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll save some carbon. Right. That'll, be, that'll be wonderful. Interesting, too, that when they do go through with it, uh, the suicide rate among those people is 20 times higher than the national average. 20 times. Mm. Lawsuit city. Yeah. Pat, thank you so much. Um, no, no. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, all right. Pat's going to be part of the uh, election coverage. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be fun. great. And uh, make sure to join up, blazetv.com yeah. slash midterms. You guys are going to pop over to uh, the Studios America YouTube channel for the po- post coverage that goes into the wee hours of the morning, right? We'll come over. Like, you finish at midnight on Blaze TV. You pop right over to the Studios America YouTube channel. We'll keep going. You know, we got a, what, th- two, three hours. You don't need no. to go. No, not a chance. No, you can come, come right. I, no, I've a got chance. a slot open. By the way, here's the thing. Uh, I would like you to go to faithwins.org. If you want to be trained to be a poll watcher, you want to be involved. I'm not sure if you can still do it. In some states, I think you could still do it. Uh, faithwins.org. You want to be involved? Faithwins.org. All right. Remember when you were a kid, mom clipped out thousand coupons every week before going grocery sh- uh, grocery shopping? Do you remember the newspaper on Sunday, how heavy it was because it had all of the inserts and all of the coupons? And then how embarrassed you were when mom pulled them out of the purse and everything came to a screeching halt in the checkout? Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, things are a little more streamlined these days. You can leave those days behind you and save a ton of money with upside it's an app that you just get from the app store it's absolutely free if you use the promo code beck when you get the uh, app you'll get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas honestly it bothered me when i first saw this copy and they're like no 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 it really it can be more and i'm like well then what why are you saying 25 then Stu comes in and he's got his first tank of gas on ups, uh, upside, and you saved 35 cents. 35 cents a gallon. That's huge. 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 We, we, I mean, that's reversing months of Biden inflation. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I want you to do. Go to, uh, go to the App Store, download the Upside app. You're going to save money, and it's really simple. Upside. Get the Upside app, and make sure you use the promo code BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're so glad you're here. Um, <clears throat> I did the most important hour of broadcast, I think, that I've done in 45 years. That's quite a statement. Now, I will say it has not been broadcast. So not yet. Technically, yeah. you're lying once again. But right. This is a, one of your podcasts for this weekend, right? Yeah, it's Whitney Webb. You, you may not know who she is. I've been watching her for... Uh, Oh, gosh, year, year and a half. It's taken us that long to get her to come into the studio. Hmm. Uh, she lives in the Andes. She's an American citizen. She's uh, moved from America. She went to England for a while. Now she lives in the Andes. Um, and uh, she's 
very difficult to get uh, to come in and <laughs> the, be on no the direct show. flights, no direct okay. flights. So um, she was on, and she is better than I thought she would be. What? 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 She talks about. I've never heard you rave about an interview oh, like this before. This one, I'm telling you, I'm I'm forcing my wife to listen to this <laughs> because no man is a prophet in his own home, hmm. and I'd be like, honey, no, things are really. And she's like, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And I think I sound like a Charlie Brown teacher in my house. Mm-hmm. And um, and she ties everything together, everything, all of it, the whole picture, unlike anyone I've ever. I mean, we went from Jeffrey Epstein to uh, the Clinton Foundation to uh, transhumanism, Elon Musk, ESG, all of it. Hmm. And you get a full picture in one hour. Now, she's like <clears throat> she's a little like Ben Shapiro because the facts that were coming out of her head were like, oh, my gosh, if you just take time, if you don't believe it, look it up. She just wrote a thousand page, two volume set on just Jeffrey Epstein. Um, hmm. And she does incredible research and she ties it together. And you, if if you listen to it, really listen to it, you will understand what's coming. Uh, and it is the most important hour uh, I've spent in my career. Her name is Sydney Webb. It's available right now at the Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash, uh, what is it? Slash election. Oh, for the Blaze TV? Yeah. Yeah, blazetv.com slash midterms. Midterms. Promo code red wave. Yeah. Make sure you listen to this this weekend. The Glenn Beck Program. American Made. That means something to me. It used to really mean something to everybody. It meant made in America. Every piece from ground up. Now we're getting, you know... Made in America or assembled in America. Even made in America doesn't mean it was made in America. It doesn't mean anything anymore. And we know it because can you get the products that you want? Are they are they readily available to you? No, because we don't make anything here anymore. That's why I am on a mission with American Giant to bring back manufacturing here in America. So when you buy American Giant clothing... Every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink is made and assembled here in America. You can find, you know, cheaper quality, but that's made by workers overseas who aren't paid a living wage. You will pay a little more, but made in America means something. It means something. American Giant. There's one in all of us. Go to American giant.com slash Glenn American giant.com slash Glenn This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I want to, I want to um, give you something from Ron Klain. He's Biden's chief of staff. This is what he said about the Biden speech. Listen carefully. Cut four. The president decided a few days ago that it was important to uh, uh, issue one final warning on this issue to make very clear, to leave no doubt, uh, that we have people out there still peddling the big lie. People uh, uh, now raising the issue of election denial in this election. One final warning. Hmm. We're going to get the uh, news of the week and some perspective from several different people in the next two hours. We're going to begin with Mr. Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. Keith lives in Washington. He wrote in about his experience with the Relief Factor. He says, I'm 51 years old. I've always been extremely active. (laughs) Keith, me too. But a while back, things started to change and my body felt like it was slowing down, maybe wearing out. (laughs) Me too. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio. We, Keith, we're like twins. So I gave it a try. I have little to no pain in my knees now. Me too. And it highly reduced the pain in my neck. Yeah, I still have that. It's called stew. But if you would like to get rid of the pain that you have, a great way to do it is with Relief Factor. When I heard about Relief Factor from some clown on the radio, I thought, it's not going to work for me. My wife made me try it. I did, and it did work for me. Try the three-week quick start. Take it exactly as directed and see if that doesn't change your life. Get your life back with Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Call number 800-4-RELIEF. That's the number 4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Welcome to the program, sir. Uh, how you doing, Beck? I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm you doing okay? pretty good. Yeah, I am. I'm uh, feeling good about the election. I kind of like living in this hopeful period. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I do think it's going to go well. I think uh, the Democrats are sto- showing real signs of desperation. Is there anything I can do to make your uh, life more pleasant? This is a disturbing question, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can give me some perspective on All some right, of the things that it. are happening. You bet. So the big lie, right? Yeah. Um, uh, this is a quiz for you, Beck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you three scenarios. Okay. Big lie, medium lie, little lie. Okay. Okay. All right. First one. Mm-hmm. The U.S. economy is strong as hell. A uh, big lie. Oh, the border is secure. Massive, massive, bigly lie. Inflation is transitory. <laughs> Crazy lie. Oh, all right. So the big lie, Ron Klain, that Trump won the election, up against the three massive, according to you, lies, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what we have here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to bring a little bit of perspective about the big lie. Now, uh, as far as the election is concerned, here's how I have it, Beck. Stu, are you there? Is Stu there? Yeah. I am here, patiently okay, waiting this, for your predictions. Write this down, please. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, 
So uh, there is uh, 100% certainty that the House will go GOP. That's grand old party for those of you who don't have a historical reference. Um, and I believe the the pickups will be in the 40s, 40 mm. seats. Pickups. Wow. Okay. Not a while. I remember back in Clinton, he, Clinton lost 65 seats. And Obama lost uh, in the 50s, I believe. I think it was in the 60s, too, yeah. But but we're starting from a closer uh, starting point here, right? This is a very, you know, a 90... Yeah, but that doesn't matter because Mm -hmm. it's about who, which party accumulates the power. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have a a very solid House of Representatives and a Republican hands. I got it in the Senate right now, and this could change. I got four pickups for the Republicans, 52-48, the final call there. 52 will still be a problem because you can never count on Mitt Romney, who, by the way, yesterday tweeted that the reason for the red wave is Mitch McConnell, and America should be grateful for him. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. You know, look, I, I don't care about Mitt Romney. Uh, I actually put in an interview request for him um, oh, this week. It will be your and, least watched show. Uh, no. Well, People no, you're right. He has a Romney, big family. Uh-huh, but he's so afraid, um, and uh, he won't do it. And yes. I know him for a long period of time. Yeah, I know. Um, so he's afraid, and, and he plays playing a lot of games. He's look, very bitter. Here's, very bitter. Yeah, here's the thing, Bill. Um, the, the rhinos are worried about this new class coming in and the Democrats, you know, they show their desperation when they are clearly just going for their base. Everything is about their base right now. Just the fear of the Republicans and what they can do. Um, They know they're just trying to get their base to show up, I think. Yeah, that's what uh, the Barack Obama play is all about. Yeah. That's what Kamala, who came to New York yesterday, they're, they're basically pleading with African-Americans to come out and vote, pleading with them. Um, so you're right there. But as far as the rhinos are concerned, I couldn't care less about that. I don't analyze party politics. I don't care what Mitch McConnell does. I don't, I don't get into any of that. Okay. okay. The, the um, essential thing that Americans need to know is that now we live in an age of unreality, which means that the President of the United States can go out last week, just last week, and look into the camera and say to the American people and to the world, the United States is one of the lowest inflation rates in the developed world. And he doesn't. And right after that, on the No Spin News, on BillOReilly.com, and I know you're there every night, Beck. Every night. I put 20 countries that have lower inflation rates than we do, right after that soundbite. Now, does Biden know there are 20 countries with low? No, because he doesn't know anything. He's, he's foggy. He just walks around in his fog. Um, but the corporate media, where if Trump said something like that, they, that would be five crazy. days yeah. of evisceration. Right. Okay, I'm sorry for the big words, too. But you know, five <laughs> days of pounding, pounding, pounding. Right. Biden can say outright these things that aren't true, and nobody 
in the media, and which is the funnel of information to the American but people. nobody believes right. the media, and nobody, even their base is questioning now and looking and going, that's, I mean, that's crazy talk. It's just crazy talk. It is. It is yeah. the whole thing. That speech last week uh, about American democracy being in peril if yeah. you vote for the Republicans, I, that was the theater of the absurd. So you look in there and you're going, we have one of the most robust elections, midterm elections, in the history of this republic this year. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I, I don't understand where the peril is. Uh, if, if everyone in, is engaged in this midterm election, where is the threat? The threat to them, of course, if you don't vote for us, the other people are not going to take your social security away and they're going to do this. And let me give you a really good example. And you might like this Beck. Um, not that I really care whether you like it or not. I know, I know, I know who you are. So (laughs) the most popular cable news show is the five. Mm -hmm. That gets the highest ratings. If you can believe it, Mm -hmm. it's all a prime time. Um, I would have committed. Yeah. Really? Yeah, on some, yeah. Uh, on and some nights. substantially mm-hmm. over him. Yeah. I would have committed seppuku, Japanese term, <laughs> if I had been in prime time and a five o'clock show beat me. Uh, I think it did a couple of times. I, I can't never. remember. I remember a couple of nights. I remember a, f- I remember a couple of nights. Never. But, uh, well, that's when I was on vacation. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you got this five, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, Fox stacks it four to one conservatives against liberals. Yeah. One liberal, four conservatives. Okay, so that's, and we understand. Yeah. So the conservative is Jessica Tarlov. I mean, the liberal is Jessica Tarlov. You know her? No. Okay. So I, I used her when I was there for a little. She's an intelligent woman, uh, and she is taking Juan Williams's place. Remember Juan? Uh, I tried to forget him, but thanks for bringing okay. him up again. So Juan just <laughs> went off the... Anyway, so uh, Jessica Tarlov looks into the camera and says, Republicans are going to destroy Medicare and Social Security. She says this on national television, right? Not a word in opposition. (laughs) Nothing. It's like... You mean on the five? Yeah. The other four... I don't think they even pay attention to what she says anymore. They weren't even listening. <laughs> In fact, I know Gutfeld doesn't pay attention. But I'm sitting there going, the easy question is, what do you base that on? Right. What, what data shows that any Republican candidate in the entire country wants to do away with Medicare and Social Security? That's an easy question, right? Right. No. 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 And this is what I mean. So this propaganda is now so easy to spit out there, unchallenged, that we live in this nation of cacophony. Another big word, Stu. Cacophony. And people are so angry about it. But here, the anger is going to help the Republicans. I I have to tell you, uh, Bill, there is uh, some some of this... I think has been so overplayed. For instance, uh, I noticed this week when they were saying, you know, democracy is at stake of these evil Republicans. I laughed. 
I mean, I just laughed out loud. I thought to myself, you've called us everything under the sun. And I'm so sick and tired of it. It means nothing. No, it doesn't mean anything to you or conservative people or Republican people, traditional people. It doesn't. All right. And I don't think it means anything to the left. I mean, you have to be an unbelievable moron to buy into any of this. Right. The point is that we are in an angry time in history. Yes. The last election, the anger worked for the progressive Democrats. Correct. Correct. Because they hated Trump so much. Right. And many independents did as well that Trump lost. Not because of how he governed, because that was fairly good but because of the emotion of anger. Sure. Now, two years later, that anger has shifted into the conservative precincts, the Republican precincts. So that's why you're going to see a red wave on Tuesday. And that anger is not going to dissipate in three uh, days, particularly if you're shopping for groceries. (laughs) It's only going to make it worse. Bill O'Reilly, back with him in just 60 seconds. Stand by. Uh, Take a moment here just to talk to you about something I take seriously, and that is comfortable sheets. Um, There is nothing worse than tossing and turning and not being able to get comfortable. And uh, my wife's insistence uh, insistence of a a linen comforter. I, I don't get it. It's like you're sleeping in a burlap sack, but... Maybe that's just me. Anyway, Giza Dream Sheets are back, and they are at the lowest price ever. The Giza Dream Sheets, I've been raving about them for, I don't know, a couple, three years now. They're at $29.99 if you use the promo code BECK. Just like everything else MyPillow makes, the sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm telling you, these are great comfortable soft sheets at $29.99 now the orders that are placed between now and December 25th uh, have a money-back guarantee extended until March 1st of 2023 so you can buy them now give them to somebody for a a gift and they'll they'll be able to try them out in their I don't like these sheets they can return them and you get your money back no big deal listen don't sleep on anything but the best, especially when the best is on sale for $29.99. MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Check out the flash sale going on now and the Giza Dream Sheets, along with other limited time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now at MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Bill, tell me what you think is coming for, let's say, first of all, Pennsylvania. Okay, and I need 30 seconds at the end, if you would. Uh, Pennsylvania is really uh, comes down to South Philadelphia. So desperate measures are being taken in the city of brotherly love, which right now is one of the most dangerous places on the planet. I know. Um, I saw, hang on just a second, I saw a $35 million home in Pennsylvania, new, $35 million home. The owner who built it, tried to sell it, only got 9.4. That's how bad things are in Philadelphia. Anyway, go ahead. Um, So African-American voters have to come out en masse for Fetterman. 
Now, Fetterman has absolutely no connection other than he lets violent crime and, uh, criminals out of prison, and most violent criminals are black, as are most victims. African Americans are mostly victimized by violent crime. Right. But I, I mean, to be fair, he also held an innocent black man at gunpoint because he thought he should yeah, with be a in shotgun. His neighborhood. I believe yeah. it was a shotgun. It yeah. might have been a bazooka. Right. <laughs> if he had one, he would have used it anyway. Right. <laughs> anyway, so that's what it's about. Um, if the uh, African-American voters mobilize in South Philly uh, for Fetterman, he'll win. Um, because Oz is a terrible candidate, and he's just—he looks like Bella Lugosi out there. Anybody he's remember awful. Bella? Ow. Yeah, I do. Let me ask you about the uh, race for governor in New York. Yeah, I think Zeldin could win. It's the same exact thing as in Philadelphia. Um, they're desperately trying to mobilize African American votes in the city. I think Zeldin's going to take ninety um, percent of the counties in New York State. Twenty million wow. people here. He'll take 90% of those counties. But if they can stack the votes in Brooklyn, uh, the Bronx, and Manhattan um, for Hochul, then it's going to be a, a real close deal. So are you going to be, I mean, um, will they be able to pull that off? I mean, New York is a nightmare right I now. I know, they Just might be a able nightmare. to. Look, it's, it's, it's about ward precincts. Goes way back to Tammany Hall yeah. here in New York. Yeah. All right. So the, the precinct commander of the Democrats and the block commanders go out with twenties. All right, and send and they give the people money, and they direct the people in if they're registered voters, and they say you're going to vote for Hochul. They don't even know who Hochul is. Uh, many of them. Okay. But they okay, and and that is done literally on a block-by-block block basis because the blocks contain thousands and thousands of people in the apartments. And this is what's going to happen. And, and so you don't know um, the distractions that are going to be there on Tuesday, but you do know that that operation is well underway because that's the only hope. Look, Zeldin would attack crime. Hochul won't. And I have liberal friends, and they won't admit to me they might vote for Hochul, but I say to them, if you vote for this woman, you're voting for more black people dead, because that is who's getting killed. So if you cast a vote for Kathy Hochul, you want more black people dead. I don't know if you think that's extreme, but it's true. It is absolutely true. She is not going to do anything about the violent crime problem in New York. All right. Real quick. I just got to throw this in. I noticed you didn't say the big story of the week, which was reported by CNN. After the U.S. Capitol attack on January 6th, members of the Oath Keepers met for a late night dinner at an olive garden in suburban Virginia and spent hundreds of dollars on an Italian feast. <laughs> breaking news from cnn um so they went to an olive garden they went to an olive garden yeah and they spent hundreds of dollars hundreds of dollars and they're they're, they're not food. divulging uh, what what was what was talked about there but anyway I, i'm sure all right we got to uh, give we got to get running so go ahead and uh and yeah, um i just want to update everybody on killing the legends i know you're very interested in how that book is performing mm. uh, still a major bestseller all the lists everyone and uh excellent christmas gifts 
killing the legends, a lethal danger of celebrity, and it ties right in to the attack on the Pelosi home. Uh, which, by the way, uh, it, uh, I mean, are people believing that this hippie it was really a conservative? No, anybody believes that. You yeah. believe what you want to believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But here, here's the kicker on this, Beck, and I know you have many, many more important guests than me. <laughs> if the Pelosi's believed in self-protection, that story might have been 10 seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, I do. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Bill. Okay, guys. Appreciate it. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We've got, uh, we've got quite a program lined up for you still yet to come. Stand by. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about what the Republicans should be planning for right now with Rachel Brevard coming up in about uh, uh, half an hour. Also, Seth Dillon on Freedom of Speech. He's the Babylon Bee CEO. Coming up, Michael Malice next. The Glenn Beck Program. So Lynn wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, I tried the trial size to see if it would actually help. I've noticed a significant change in my dog within about a week. She's an older dog. She's had many issues throughout her life. She's been moving better. And in general, she's much more alert and active. I offered it again and will be giving it to uh, my other dogs. Hopefully, it'll do him some good as well. This is a great product. Thank you so much, Lynn, for just trying this. I know you love your dog as much as I do and everybody else that has you know dogs. We love our dogs and we want the best for them. And kibble food is is dead food. So you need to put those nutrients back into their food. So this is not a dog food. You sprinkle it on the food. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. If it's good for your dog, it's most likely in Rough Greens. Get your first trial bag free just to make sure that they love it as much as Uno does. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLENN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Four days till election day. BlazeTV.com slash midterms. The promo code is RedWave. You'll save 30 bucks and get access to election night coverage. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad that you have joined us. Thank you so much. Michael Malice joins us, the host of You're Welcome, the podcast. Uh, and uh, Michael uh, is here to talk about a, a few things that I would like to discuss with him. Hello, Michael Malice. How are you, sir? Hello. Good night. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Michael, there's a... I love, I love the exasperated sigh whenever I join the show. Glenn's <laughs> like, it's Friday. Uh, I just, just want it to be the weekend. He makes it. it feel like Monday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I want to I talk to you about a couple of things. Um, uh, one of them is about uh, freedom of speech. Uh, college students, a new, uh, a new poll out, college students on the First Amendment um they college students are actually saying yeah 48 percent of us think that for hate speech death penalty would be okay death penalty would be okay i well, don't I mean, think they understand free speech 
Well, I think all it would take is just one bill that would define political advertisements as hate speech, and we'd solve the problem of America in five minutes. <laughs> um, I think they do understand hate, uh, uh, hate speech because the law is whatever people who are in power decide it is. Uh, yeah. The right to privacy was construed for 50 years to mean the right to abortion. Um, there, when the law says Congress shall pass no law, as you know, under John Adams, they were imprisoning journalists for political yeah. speech. Right. So free speech is in many ways in this country, and that's just, you know, there are many other examples. Free speech is just whatever the lawyers and the politicians decide it is. So yeah, it, it's, uh, it harkens back Woodrow Wilson. You're, you and I both agree, and I think any sane person agree, this is the most despicable, evil president. Yeah. He had people deported for their political views. Yeah. So there's a long history and, and of this he country. Had people, he had people in jail uh, for their political views as well. Uh, and it, it, there weren't even political views that were that – it was things like we shouldn't have a draft to fight Europe's war. It wasn't some kind of crazy you right. know, call to violence political views. Kind of like we should have a clean, fair election and maybe voter ID. The DOJ is now saying that you know that's, that's dangerous speech. Dangerous speech. But, but they're kind of right because – it is dangerous to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I, I think people, conservatives especially, need to appreciate how much of things have to be construed from the perspective of the government and not the citizenry, as perhaps the founding yes. fathers wanted. Because when you, you know, the Supreme Court is a political body. The, why would Congress uh, uh, validate uh, and have the president nominate a Supreme Court that's going to restrict their powers? The incentives are all in the other direction. So, and after 200 and how many years, you know, the barricades can only hold so far. Right. So, Michael, um, uh, we're, as we're talking about free speech, Things that used to be verboten that would get you banned, you'd be called all kinds of names. People would say we shouldn't treat this person in a hospital if they get sick for anything. We should cut them off. Now those things about COVID are okay to say. <laughs> However, there, is, there was an article out about forgiving and forget uh, you know, what was said and done during the pandemic. And it yep. was proposed by the left, and I don't think so. Well, it, it was specifically proposed by a Brown University professor named Emily Oster. And what was interesting is, if you read her article in The Atlantic, which has been a malevolent publication of demonism since <laughs> World War One, at least, they were one of the big ones advocating for us to get into the Great War. So they've been at this for 100 years. This isn't just recently that they've turned to the dark side. The people she was saying that needed forgiving were the ones who wouldn't get vaxxed. And at the same time, I looked through this lady's old tweets, and she was urging people to get vaccinated if they're pregnant. And she was insisting, if these are her words, that if you get vaccinated, you are much, much, much less likely to spread the disease. And she calls herself a data-driven professor. Um, I am, don't believe in forgiveness for people who did things like this, and neither do the Democrats. Tish James went after President Trump and his children for running the Trump Organization, something he did not obviously do as president. There were no repercussions for all the nonsense with Brett Kavanaugh. 
Julie Swetnick has never, you know, had any kind of legal threats against her. Michael Avenatti got taken out by the legal system, not because of the, not the Republican Party. None of the Democrats who put up with that nonsense to the point where Kavanaugh had to go on Fox News and was talking about when he lost his virginity had any consequences whatsoever. This is an asymmetrical warfare, and the Republican Party's job is to sit in their hands and tell you how decent and honest their opponents are. But wait a minute. Do you actually think she was... She she was trying to beg her side that we should forgive people or, or do yes, you think she article. sees that this I know I read I read the article, but do you really believe that was her intent or she was like, let me be magnanimous and say we should forgive because the tides are changing and people are no. remembering these people. I think that's absolutely her intent because she is now and other people like this are coming under having repercussions. Yes. They believe in forgiveness and lowering tensions when things start getting bad for them. Correct. At the same time, when things are going well for them, that's when they bring out the knives and the guillotines. So I, I think she is sincere, not in the sense of that she's a magnanimous good person, but she's sincere in that she's clever in that, wait a minute, this is a good strategy. They're getting upset. They're going to try to do something about this, maybe investigations, maybe legal action. Why don't we just pretend like nothing ever happened and move on with our lives? Well, an interesting thing about her in particular is she was a, a pretty big mainstream voice in encouraging schools to open. I mean, she was one of the people that, that really was the, you know, again, obviously everybody on the right was saying this from day one. But she was saying this to the left and got heat from the left when she was saying she wanted schools open. It's, it's, it really is sort of a bizarre case. Yeah, I mean, she's clearly a, a, someone who thinks for herself. The fact that she's, I think, the only one asking for this forgiveness. But it's just like, I, I don't understand what it's going to take for the right in this country and Republicans specifically to start counterpunching and start having people feel consequences for the, the things that they've done. It's so obvious to me that this is just like professional wrestling when you have an organ or the Harlem Glo Harlem Glo Globetrotters when you have an organization whose job it is to pretend to have the appearance of opposition but when push comes to shove they're fist bumping Kamala Harris on the Senate floor uh, they're yelling at each other in public and laughing about you behind your back yeah I I agree with you but I do think that the people have uh, have had enough of of this um, and it, it's just gotten way out of hand. You know, talking about uh, Kamala Harris, I, I really, it cemented in my head, I saw a speech she gave a couple of days ago uh, about the school buses, and oh, it, yeah. it cemented the feeling in my head. I know why I dislike her so much, and it's because she talks to people like they're four years old, and she talks just so down, you know, and... We all used to love school buses. Did we love school buses? Um, and you have you have this happening. Here's Hillary Clinton yesterday coming out and talking about, I don't know if voters really understand what's at stake in the midterms. I want people really? to be safe. That's not the Republicans' argument, because, of course, if you look at real crime statistics, which they're not interested in examining, uh, the states with the highest crime levels are states run by Republicans. That's just a fact. We saw that, you know, very clearly in the recent debate in Oklahoma for the governorship. Stop. The, the lies and the uh, con uh, condescending tone to all Americans that disagree with them is uh, just, I mean, it's just enough.
Just enough. But let's put, let's let's just take for this, take her argument for the sake of on, on its own face. Is that has her view that people in New York City shouldn't be concerned about crime because there there's higher crime in Oklahoma? Like, of what relevance <laughs> is that to me as a New Yorker? If literally everyone in right. Oklahoma is murdering each other in terms yeah. of the crime rates for me and my family in the streets of New York, of what relevance is that? Yeah, of course. What people in New York City would compare it to is previous years in New York City, right? They're going to compare it to what was it like in New York City? And you know, Kathy Hochul tried this the other day, where she said, "Oh, well, you know, crime is down in New York City by you know thirteen percent or whatever she said." And of course, you know, it's a partial year and she's comparing. But the most important thing is she's comparing it year to year. She's not comparing it to pre-pandemic levels. If she did it to 2019, crime is up 30% plus in New York City still to this day. It just was up 45 or 50% last year. This is not an encouraging statistic. It's not something she should be bragging about, certainly. But but I also think it's 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 false because I'm quite confident that rural California has lower crime rates than, let's say, Dallas, Houston, or Austin, which are cities. So to compare one state to another is mm-hmm. a complete fallacy because yep. crime occurs in large levels in cities. It's not yeah. you know, statewide. It's completely a mis- misconception. Correct. And what and who runs those major cities in most cases? Almost all cases. They're in all cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in all I, cases. Right. So, I mean, she's talking about states. Let's talk about cities. Let's talk about cities. Um, uh, Michael, thank you so much. Any predictions for next week? We're going to have the time of our lives on the blaze. So I cannot wait. <laughs> we are. Thank you very much, Michael Malice. Um, uh, he is going to be joining us. We have everybody. Megan Kelly is going to be with us. Um, Megan Kelly is going to be with us. <laughs> we also have, uh, we have Steve Dace, who mm-hmm. is really the between Stu and Steve. Uh, it's, it's facts, 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 and polls and, and the analysis of what's happening. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we also have, um, uh, Dave Rubin, who's going to be, uh, with the governor oh. of Florida. Mm. Uh, and that is, uh, that's really going to be interesting. Stu and I were talking about this earlier, that, uh, if you look at that race, if he wins by five points, Great. But if he wins by 11, 12, 13, 14 points, that changes the entire uh, conversation about 2024, I think. Yeah, that, that race is going to be one of the low-key fascinating ones to watch because I don't think that the result is really in doubt. I think DeSantis is going to win. The question is, how much does he win by and what impact does that have in the 2024 decision-making process? Not necessarily for the average person, but for the power players and the real money in the Republican Party. If they see Ron DeSantis win this by double digits, remember, he won by 0.4 points to get this job. If he can turn a 0.4% margin into 10, 12, 14 points in one term, the money in the Democratic Party is going to start saying, excuse me, the Republican Party is going to start saying, well, the Democratic Party is going to be terrified. But the Republican Party is going to say, hey, like, I don't know. I mean, of course, we, you know, we think Donald Trump did a great job, but like is... Is there something different here with DeSantis? It's going to be fascinating to watch. I don't know if DeSantis, though, will run if Trump is running. And Trump is going to announce, he, like, next week, I think. Oh, I think, yeah. yeah. I honestly think morning after the election, he's yeah, yeah, planning yeah, yeah, on it yeah, yeah. at this point. But I, yeah. again, like, I feel like I'm one of these people that think, if you're not going to run because you think someone's going to beat you, you shouldn't be president anyway. You know, if you can't, if, if you're, you shouldn't be... 
You shouldn't even be involved in it if you're not going to stand up and say, yeah, you know what? I'm the best person for this job. And that's not in an adversarial way against other Republicans who you might very much well like. But you should be able to have the balls to stand up and say, look, I'm going to run. If I, I think, think he I'm, has I'm the, the right balls, person. I think he just might think four years and then it would be my turn. I can finish out. This what's ne- happening that in calculation never, never works. works. Never it works. Doesn't, it doesn't ever work. You're right. Um, all right. Patriot Mobile. I want to remind you that you still live in a country where you're allowed to do business as you please for now. It is so important that you support companies like Patriot Mobile who not only share our beliefs, but stand behind them with action. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. They donate a portion of every single dollar they make to organizations that fight for causes that you and I care about. They're on the front lines of getting the transgender crap out of our schools and the sex stuff out of our schools, CRT. They're on the front lines of the fight for life. They share your values, and that's what they really are working towards, just like you are in your life. We're all, every day that we, we have and every moment, extra moment we have, we're in the fight. They are with us. So support them uh, by becoming a subscriber and get your wireless from PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You're going to save money, get the same great coverage, and I think better customer service while you're saving money. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit BlazeTV.com today. And never miss a moment of truth. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Stu, uh, how are the polls moving and what are we seeing on the ground? I think generally good things. We're seeing more movement in some of these more advanced models that try to do this. Now, I think I think 538 now has it as a 55% chance, which is the highest it's been in a very long time for Republicans to take the Senate. And, of course, the House is you know all but a foregone conclusion in most of these models. Look, here, here's, the, here's the thing I would like to impress on you. And we have uh, Rachel Brevard coming on just a second. And she's, she's really into let's start thinking – uh, like a long time ago, but how about now? Let's start thinking about the things that we should be for. What do we stand for? It's not enough just to stop. We have to add. We have to do things that are going to strengthen our republic. And um, uh, I'll tell you, one of the first things we have to do, if we want to think that way, is we got to get rid of Mitch McConnell. D- day the day after Wednesday, I promise you, I'm going to be asking you to call uh, the Senate and your senators and tell them, dump Mitch McConnell. Uh, I think with real support from the people, it might happen this time. Yeah, and there's been really fascinating polls here uh, with uh, the Fetterman race. Five polls came out just in the last day. Fetterman's leading three of them. Uh, Oz is leading two of them. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I still think Oz will pull this one out, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, this. I, I think sometimes we get a little too optimistic with red wave talk. we got to make yeah. sure we're understanding well, where this, this race stands. We're not going to see the results from Pennsylvania on election night. Can no, gar- no. Can, can no their laws are ridiculous. Yeah. So, 
Uh, more in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program. There's only one thing I love more than coming on this program and telling you how amazing Built Bars are, and that is actually eating Built Bars. Look at me. Do you think I eat them as directed? No. I'm the kind of guy that says, well, wait a minute, holy, these are made with real chocolate. They taste like candy bars, and they only have 130 calories. That means I could eat like seven of them. Not necessarily recommended, but Built.com is where you can find Built Bars. They are a protein bar uh, that are just fantastic. I've never liked protein bars. Uh, they belong generally in a nuclear waste dump someplace, but not built bars. Made again with real chocolate and flavor is number one. Usually about four carbs uh, and 17 grams of protein and 130 calories. Built.com. Use the promo code Beck. Get 15% off your order. Use the promo code Beck. Save 15% now at Built.com. That's Built.com. Glenn Beck program. It is Friday. It's not enough to win and stop the Democrats. It's not. Where is our positive agenda? What should we be doing if and when there is a red wave or tsunami? We begin that discussion in 60 seconds. There are lots of ways, big and small, that you can have an effect on the way the country is headed. Getting out and voting next week is huge. The biggest thing you can do. But there are also ways you can shield yourself against the effects of where our country is right now and where it's headed. No matter who wins, I'm telling you now, the economy is going to go through the floor. It's not good what they've done. And we may be past the point of no return on trying to avoid a deep, deep recession or depression i don't know but we've got to stop the spending at the same time we're raising interest rates it's doing nothing for inflation except hurting the people now if you believe that the dollar is sound this isn't for you i don't i believe it's just the best thing out there right now but soon as somebody comes up with something better it's gone we have at Goldline, uh, they have asked me to design a series of coins. They're the Stand With God series, and we launched them. The first one had Benjamin Franklin on uh, the face. 
This is the second coin in the series now, and when they're gone, they're gone. The second one is the Mayflower. The Mayflower celebrating the 400th uh, anniversary of the landing of the Mayflower. That's on one side, and on the reverse on both coins is the parting of the Red Sea with Moses. That was, this is the actual design taken from Ben Franklin that he wanted to be the great seal of the United States. Right now, Goldline is including at no cost five silver rounds and five copper rounds of these, the new gold Mayflower. Every tube of the new quarter ounce gold Mayflower commemorative, you get five silver rounds, five copper rounds of the same thing. It is 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Take advantage of the special today. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Rachel Brevard is uh, with us now. She is the Senior Director of Policy at the Conservative Partnership Institute. Um, Rachel was on a podcast, I think a couple of weeks ago, um, had a great conversation. She is in her 30s. She's a big thinker and is talking about the things that we should all be talking about. Instead of just freaking out about what they're doing, what should we conserve and what should we get rid of? What is our agenda? Rachel's on to talk about that with me. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Good to be with you again. Thank you. So uh, I'm looking at the commitment uh, to America. And this is Kevin McCarthy's uh, plan. And, um, you know, there's some really important things on it. But I don't think there's any really huge thinking uh, on this at all and they're redesigning all of america w- why aren't we talking about fundamental changes in our in our uh approach to freedom i think because there is still no agreement on the right that that's even necessary and you know you and i have discussed this before but there's just You know, the Republican conference in the House and the Senate is a lagging indicator always of where the base of the country is. And in some respects, that's by design, right? We're supposed to rule in this country from the bottom up, not top down. But the top has to get it at some point. And my hope is that with this election, they do. The problem Mm. is Republicans... They always learn the wrong lessons from winning an election. They, they think, oh, you know, we've been given power because we said the right things and they must love us. No, in this case, especially the voters are coming to you because they want the beatings to stop. Right. right. They're coming to you because the other guy has just gone so completely insane that, you know, they don't love Republicans. They just think maybe they'll be less crazy. Right. So instead of thinking they've won a mandate, they actually have to prove themselves. And, you know, I don't see a whole ton of sweeping inspiration, to be completely honest, in that document. But what I'm really going to look at, which I think people should really hone in on to see how serious these guys are, is when they come back in December in the lame duck session, the first thing they're going to have to deal with is a government funding site. Yes. There are some Republicans right now who are saying we should just pass a year a year-long funding bill, a massive omnibus package. No, 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 no. Why no. on earth? Why on earth would you? And just put this in very plain terms: what that would do was essentially is essentially lock in all these insane leftist Democratic priorities for the next year. Why on earth would you, a newly elected Congress, 
just cut your legs out from under you if you're a Republican majority. I have to tell you, I, I am for putting together, let's say, uh, a bill that will, uh, you know, keep it functioning for the next four months until what? you have your crap together to then stop this, put a new budget together, pass it, have the appropriations committee, put them back into work and start turning things off. You can't without the power of the purse. You will not stop the DOJ. You will not stop the Department of Education. You will not stop the IRS. You, you just won't. You'll have hearings so, and that's it. Yes. So much of what is happening in this country is funded through the federal government. And that's exactly, and what you laid out, I think is exactly right. What they need to do is that short-term funding bill, a short-term continuing resolution to February or March of next year. And then they really dig into how the federal government is funding this tyranny against us. Because as you point out, with the power of the purse, that is how you control the bureaucracy. That is how you control all these agencies. And I'm sorry, I think oversight hearings are great, but not if they're not tied to legislative action. Correct. They, they have no teeth. Who cares? You're calling you're calling, um, uh, you know, the CDC up in front uh, to say, oh, we want to know what's really going on. You have no teeth. What are you going to do about it? I want answers and I want them now. Otherwise, sir, you don't get any more funding. You will be laying everyone off tomorrow. Now, come in here with the answers. Um, it, it, the um, the thing that I think. And I'd like to get your opinion on this. I think Monday, uh, sorry, Wednesday, we should uh, all pledge to each other that we are going to hold these people responsible and we are going to be in their face all the time. And the first thing that we have to do is get rid of Mitch McConnell. Mitt Romney just <laughs> tweeted yesterday that Mitch McConnell is really all the thanks to this coming red wave should go to Mitch McConnell. He saved us. Are you out of your mind? It's in it's spite that, of Mitch McConnell. Yes, it, that was one of the most tone deaf things I've seen. And I, I work in Republican politics, so I see a lot of tone deaf things every day. But mm. that was really significantly Crazy. bad, especially when you consider Mitch McConnell pulled money out yes. of winnable Senate seats in Arizona Correct. and New Hampshire. And in Utah, he hasn't spent a single penny supporting incumbent Mike Lee. And Mitt Romney is, has not, you know, the same state colleague has also not endorsed Mike Lee, which is just insane. Mitch McConnell is taking credit for Joe Biden's accomplishments, essentially, because he has not really done anything I, in my mind, you know, to, to really push this majority across the finish line. He wants people who agree with him. That's who he funds. And if you threaten to become an independent thinker in the Senate, you will not receive funding from Mitch McConnell. Right. So I not only think voters have to be aware of this dynamic, but I think Kevin McCarthy is going to have to stand up to McConnell as well, because especially on these funding battles, even if McCarthy keeps his conference in line, his biggest opponent is across the Capitol in Mitch McConnell, in Senate appropriators, in Senate Republicans, you know, who want to see these massive bloated funding bills that do nothing except for, you know, potentially fund the war in Ukraine, that's what they want. They don't want any accountability. They don't want to fight for the priorities that people care about. They don't want to rock the boat. So what we have to see from McCarthy is aggression, I think, against Senate Republicans. Do, you, do you think we will see? Is McCarthy just another empty, you know, power lover? Or do you think he actually wants to 
fix the system? So I think McCarthy is an operator, right? You don't reach that position without being one. But I will say this. This is my candid assessment is that he is running and playing smarter than John Boehner or Paul Ryan ever did. And I think he is actually open to being led a little bit by his conference in ways those two were not. You saw a very adversarial relationship between Boehner and Ryan and the conservatives in his conference. McCarthy has at least rhetorically been open to them, and that's encouraging. So I don't know how he's going to end up, um, but I, I hope that he understands the stakes of this moment. And, and to be honest, it's been shoved in his face to some extent. Pelosi has ruined the House of Representatives. House Democrats are, have just gone completely insane, and McCarthy has to see that. I mean, it's been in his own workplace. So I think maybe perhaps better than Senate Republicans, he understands how the, the absolute lunacy that's taken over the Democratic Party. And so I hope that that is a mugging by reality <laughs> that forces him to deal with these so, things. So, um, I mean, I know the policies, but what has Nancy Pelosi broken in the in the house well i mean you just look at if you, if you want to talk about the rules she you know has stripped the last vestige of any minority rights that existed in the house at all um she gutted the motion to recommit uh she has removed any check on her own power um the motion to vacate the chair which is what mark mose used to unseat john boehner that's now gone because you know she wouldn't want that being used against right. her But then also look at the January 6th committee. I don't think people fully grasp how that turned the institution upside down. It is the most powerful committee that's ever existed in Congress, where suddenly you can demand the text messages and emails of your own colleagues, where you can demand that on U.S. citizens with no check at all. You can haul, you know, your political opposition into depositions and you can threaten them with Um, contempt of Congress and subpoenas that has never happened before ever in Congress. And now those precedents exist. If Republicans want to use them, they can, but she has fundamentally destroyed any attempt at collegiality in the house of representatives. And I, I would hope that that come back, comes back to bite them to some extent. Um, You know, and I haven't even discussed proxy voting, the shame of proxy voting in the House of Representatives, magnetometers to enter the House floor. I I mean, to me, who spent a lot of time working in the House of Representatives, the institution is unrecognizable. Um, Rachel, the um, one of the priorities has to be that we root out all of the uh, the things, you know, uh, we sit down with Fauci. And find out, were you lying? And if you were lying, he should be tried. And if he's found guilty, jailed. Um, we have to start fixing some of these things that are so wildly broken where we know people have done wrong. And Fauci, I believe there's enough evidence there to put the man in jail. But let's let's actually do the right thing and have a fair hearing and a fair trial. Um, when it comes to the president... This president is so deep in corruption that he cannot serve the rest of his term. If the Republicans start on all of these hearings and the economy goes through the floor, the Republicans are just going to be they're going to say they're nothing but a do nothing Congress. All they care about is hearings and trials. 
and they could lose support, what should they do? So there's two things that I I really only want to see from this Congress in the next two years. And I say the next two years because we are potentially, well, very likely in a divided government where you have a Democratic president and a Republican Congress. Joe Biden is not is going to fight tooth and nail against any major Republican legislation. So the only two things I want to see out of this Congress are funding fights, where, again, as we just discussed, yes. so much of this tyranny is, is operating through these funding bills and impeachments. And I mean impeachments, plural. <laughs> yeah, because I agree. What we have learned, what we have learned from the Durham investigation, what we've learned from all these special counsel investigations and DOJ, they never punish anyone. Correct. No one is ever held accountable. And that's disappointing. But I think the lesson there is the only accountability these guys have will be is through is through Congress, is through congressional impeachment. And so the only thing I want to see from divided government is funding fights and impeachments. And if they are not prepared to turn oversight in that direction, then the oversight is meaningless. And I think there's a great temptation you know, for that to happen because every member loves to go to these oversight hearings and create a viral YouTube moment, yeah. right? <laughs> and that's all they're good for. What we need are people doing the hard work, people going through the documents, people subpoena- issuing subpoenas for bureaucrats, hauling them before Congress, you know, demanding documents, and then taking that information and holding them accountable for it. I, I will tell you, I will tell you, if they do just those two things, but they do them at a rapid, breathtaking pace, they have a chance of actually turning the country around and being uh, looked upon as more than just, uh, you know, a do-nothing Congress. They've got to move quickly and get through it as fast as they can uh, and as reasonably as they can. Nobody wants to see a long, drawn-out thing. They've had four years now, or uh, three years, on Hunter Biden. You should have all of that. Let's go. Get it done. Move on. Um, Because the American people, uh, they need to see the, you're exactly right, the funding cut off from these things. Somebody has got to stand up against it uh, and against these executive orders. And if it's not Congress this time around, I don't know if the people will ever elect Republicans again. I think there's they need to understand how serious this is. Uh, People want to see action. And, you know, you have to kind of clear through this oversight mess, hold people accountable, get the funding bills under control in terms of what we're spending, but also what we're spending it on. Yes. And then, you know, with hopefully with that in the rearview mirror, you know, you have a Republican president in 2024. You have a Republican Congress that can come in with an actual forward looking agenda and begin to implement those big changes, those big reforms to the country, um, you know, and and save us from this downward spiral. Yeah. But you know, we can't just do the talking points. We can't just be pounding the dais in hearing rooms. We have to do the hard work. And to your point, we have to do it quickly. And I think that is um, what is on our shoulders. They won't do it if we just go to the ballot box, vote them in, and then just let them run. We've got to be on them every step of the way. Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate it. God bless. My pleasure. You bet. You can uh, find her work at CPI.org and follow her on Twitter at Rachel Brevard. Blinds.com would like to uh, invite you in for an amazing sale. 
It's uh, Veterans Day right around the corner, and Blinds.com is offering huge savings to everybody, up to 50% off site-wide during the Veterans Day sale. Now, you'll make a noticeable difference in the way your home looks, um, and Blinds.com is one place you can go for anything that has anything to do with window treatments, blinds, drapes, shutters, even the really cool stuff like uh, motorized shades. You can find all of it at Blinds.com. They have the latest styles, fabrics, materials, and they have a team of experts who can help help you pick the right thing for your home. So when, you, when you're all said and done, it has transformed your home at a very inexpensive price. It's Blinds.com. 100% satisfaction guaranteed at Blinds.com. Their Veterans Day sale now through uh, November 11th. You can save 50% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. I know Stu has a huge weekend. Uh, yeah, because you... I've got to start like really f- building, finalizing all these spreadsheets and these dumb things that I have to put yeah. together. Because I mean, you, you go through a lot of it with, with all the polls, but I, you have to have a certain thing built for the election night. And I got to do that this weekend. That's, yeah. my, that's my dumb weekend. I know. He's going to be spending uh, up to his elbows in numbers. He's such a... He's such a man's man. You know, this is how I get the chicks. I you know, know, I know this it is. This is why they're always around, you I know, know. I know. I, I, I don't, know. you know, some others don't see them, but in my mind, I see them. When do you finalize your uh, your forecast? Doing the big uh, reveal on Monday on Stu Does America. Mm-hmm. I would encourage people to join. We do the final uh, board for uh, mm. for the Senate <laughs> and for governors as well, going through all of the races. There's still several that... I would prefer to keep in a toss-up category as long as humanly possible. Right. Uh, but eventually, we have to put them to one side or the other, so we'll do that on uh, on Monday. Uh, also, talk about the House. I would like to, you know, one thing we have not been able to dive in as much as I would like is the ballot initiatives, which are always an interesting part of this. And there's yeah. a bunch of them out there as well. Really important ones. Yeah, so maybe we can get into that a little bit on radio on Monday, because yeah. that, that would be worth going through. Uh, but... I mean, you know, watching these polls, there are several races. The Fetterman one is still up in the air. Both Arizona races are close enough that they could go either way. Uh, If, you know, the typical polling error, which is usually a few points, even if polls are decent, they're usually a few points. Depending on which way that goes, it's the control of the Senate. It's uh, it's not quite the House, probably, but a lot of these close races could go either way. And you could see 53, 54 for Republicans, maybe even more. You could see 53 or 54 for Democrats, too. It's not crazy. You lose the Senate. If you can't get control of the Senate, uh, we're in real trouble. We're in real trouble. The Glenn Beck Program. Wow, it's kind of like, yeah, Tuesday really is kind of important for the Republic. Um, it's a lot easier to prevent identity from being stolen than it is to deal with all the problems once it has been stolen. You can easily lose not only your money in a situation like this, but your credibility and your good name, the things you've worked hard for. The only thing you really own is your good name. Getting your credibility back can be harder than getting your money back, quite honestly. It's important to understand cybercrime and how identity theft will affect your life. Right now, it, times are tough and it's hard to come up with you know, something. You got to cut something. 
may I suggest not cutting your uh, your cyber protection. No one can prevent all of this stuff from happening to you. But LifeLock by Norton, I think, is the best. They have access to a restoration team in case you do end up having your information hacked. And to me, that is just as part important as the preventative measures to keep you safe. LifeLock.com offering 25% off with a promo code back. LifeLock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, LifeLock.com, promo code back. Head over to blazetv.com slash midterms. The promo code is red wave to save 30 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck program. There is something that is, I find, extraordinarily disturbing. Uh, and the Supreme Court is hearing the case right now. Um about the First Amendment and protecting parity, believe it or not. This is why it is so um, important. There is a, um, a new poll out that I talked about yesterday, I'm sorry, last hour, that 45% of college students believe that hate speech should be punished with execution. Forty five percent. We have lost the idea of the Bill of Rights and it's slipping away profoundly. The case that is being heard now in the Supreme Court is about the onion and something that the onion did. Who knew they were even in existence still? Um, but they did a parody about um, this police force, and I'm not going to get into all of it. Uh, but it wasn't really funny, um, but it doesn't matter. It's not about whether it's funny or not. It's, it's whether or not we are going to start prosecuting people for, for their opinions, their ideas, or their comedy. Imagine something like Saturday Night Live if the Republicans were in charge and the DOJ would break down the doors and scoop up all the writers. That'd be insanity, right? Insanity. Well, that's what's happening. And if you lose the right to parody, I can guarantee you, people like me will not be on the air many days after that ruling. Seth Dillon is here. Uh, he is the CEO of the Babylon Bee, who has um, who has just filed uh, an amicus uh, brief to the Supreme Court and joining sides with the uh, with the Onion. Welcome, Seth. How are you? I am great. Good to be with you, Glenn. So, tell me about you know making fun of the police got the Onion into trouble. Tell me the consequences here if the Supreme Court doesn't get this right. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, you know, this is a, a situation where you had a guy. It, it was this guy, uh, Novak was his name. He was he was satirizing his local police department and uh, and making fun of them. And he actually got arrested and tossed into jail. And a jury did acquit him. Um, but, he, you know, he sued because they, they shouldn't be able to come after him for parody. Um, and so this case is now it's he's appealing all the way to the Supreme Court because a judge ruled in favor of the police uh, when, when he filed this lawsuit. So um, the implications are huge. I mean, look, this idea that joking about 
powers above us, authority. You know, this is what comedy is for. This is what satire is for. It's to hold people in power accountable. And and this idea that you could be arrested for it, I mean, this is a mockable idea. This itself needs to be mocked, but it also needs to be taken seriously. That's why we did file a brief, an actual real brief, uh, in support of of parody and satire because yeah, it's it's scary. I mean, not only would we not only would we be potentially subject to getting tossed in jail uh, for for jokes that the powers that be don't like, um, but you know it, it would just it would stifle uh, it would stifle any criticism of these powers. You know, and 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 that criticism is so important in healthy democracy. I got to tell you, this is the stuff that happened, you know, 1933 in Germany. You you could not make fun of the nazis and they would scoop you up and that's the last you you know you were ever seen uh in in public uh it is it is terrifying that the younger the youth of this nation they don't understand freedom of speech yeah well they don't respect it well you know and this is the problem mockery the reason mockery is so powerful it's such a threat is because it exposes foolishness you know it 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 undermines the power right and so these people in positions of power when they're being mocked they can't handle that they don't want that and so um they do everything they can to try to make policies and guidelines that make it restricted that you can't make these jokes i mean it's the reason that we're we're locked out of twitter is because we made a joke that was considered hateful conduct and really, the joke was rooted in the truth. There's nothing hateful about it. It, right. it, it had it had a huge grain of truth in it. And so, you know, th- these are these are speech suppression methods. It's a way of controlling the narrative, and and it makes the comedian's job impossible because his job, the humorous job, is to poke holes in the narrative. So what if the is, system is rigged so that you can't do that? Um, then you know they're just protecting their power and and making sure that it stays in place unchecked. This ruling on parody would affect the comedy the comedy clubs and the comedians correct i mean they would have to be uh nervous that they'll be scooped up if they say something that's out of line well yeah yeah if you stretch it far enough sure um but you know really it's, it's targeted at at impertly this kind of mimicry that parody relies on you know parody parody you have to you mimic what's something that's real you exaggerate it um and so you start out serious and then finish with a punchline. Right, but that's... And, you know, the punchline is... That, that's yeah, that's, that's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. So it could absolutely impact comedians like that who, you know, the, these, these jokes that people think are real, like, like Tina Fey saying, I can, I can see Russia from my house and people thinking Sarah Palin said it. You know, like people think these things are real and absolutely jokes like that could get you in a lot of trouble if this becomes precedent. Um, how are you feeling about Twitter? In what sense? In what regard? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, okay. you've been banned from Twitter. Elon Musk has now taken over. He's fired a bunch of people. Yeah. But has yeah. he reached out? Has anybody reached out? Are you reaching out to them? Are you expecting to be reinstated? Well, I can't speak about that uh, on the record at this moment. Okay. Um, but I am hopeful that Musk, you know, Musk taking over Twitter is is a huge positive because he sees what the problem is here with speech. Uh, and he values free speech. He values he values robust public discourse, um, and he thinks that both sides should have a seat at the table. And so, what was happening at, at Twitter, where you basically had one side that was that was not just not dominating the discussion, but but you know they were 
they were in control of what, what can be said and what can't be said. Um, and they're using, they're using these euphemisms and they are euphemisms like misinformation and hate speech, um, as ways to, you know, curb speech that they don't like opinions that they don't like, um, uh, even facts that they don't like yeah. actual, uh, factual truths that they don't like. Uh, and so, you know, he saw the danger of that. And, and, and I think that his desire to step in there, I do think that it's genuine, that it's, that it's about speech. It's not about, you know, this isn't about money. He overpaid for this thing. It's, it's, uh, it's about making sure that free speech is preserved where it's, where it's actually taking place. And this is the modern public square. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Seth, thank you so much. Good luck on the uh, case. And uh, we're praying for you. You guys got to win. You have to win. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. You Appreciate bet. it very much. You bet. CEO of uh, the Babylon Bee. By the way, uh, you want to talk about uh, ESG and stifling speech and General Mills, Audi, and what a surprise, Pfizer have just joined the growing list of people that are saying, yeah, since Elon Musk came. I don't know if we should uh, advertise anymore. This is a great reset. This is just bullies from giant corporations. And uh, it's it's sickening. Listen, I want to talk to you about uh, a podcast that comes out everywhere you get your podcast. Tomorrow, it is available now at Blaze TV. It's Whitney Webb. Now, you may not know who she is. Um, But this podcast, 162, How Elites Will Create a New Class of Slaves, should introduce you to Whitney Webb and should also um, spur you on to do your own homework. She is somebody who was one of those kids, I think, you know, younger that, well, she was a contrarian, for one, and she didn't trust anybody. And so... She would just go out and look it up herself, and she's continued that. Now she's 31, and she has uncovered some of the most dangerous stories of our lifetime, and it is eye-opening. She has a two-volume book out now called One Nation Under Blackmail, the sordid union between intelligence and crime that gave rise to to Jeffrey Epstein. You would think that the Epstein story is about sex and everything else, and it is, but you will understand what was really going on and why you'll never find out anything about it because of her research. Her book is a thousand pages, well-documented. We talked about that we went into transhumanism. Well, if you don't know what that is, you will after. Oh, you will. Um, you'll understand what that is after this podcast. Um, we talked about the World Economic Forum, the tech elites, uh, Elon Musk. Um, she is going to tell you the uh, plans of Biden and why he's pushing for electric vehicles and how that's going to end up. I believe this is the most important hour that I've ever done in my career. I know that's quite a statement, but I felt that halfway through, and I think three quarters of the way through, I said that to her, and I reconfirmed it at the end. I believe that if you listen to this podcast and you do your own homework to verify everything, You will understand the world we are now living in. 
that most people are dead asleep to. Even the most informed are still living in a quasi dream state. They haven't fully processed what is happening to the globe. This is a very important broadcast. Do not miss this one. It's episode 162, How Elites Will Create a New Class of Slaves, with Whitney Webb as my guest on the Glenn Beck Podcast, available right now for Blaze TV subscribers and available everywhere, wherever you get your podcast, first thing tomorrow. All right. As the economy struggles to right itself, as the housing market in particular begins to hopefully settle back into the normal range, uh, housing prices are starting to come down. Uh, You might be uh, thinking about taking a leap in real estate, and that is selling your house and buying a new one or uh, investing in another house. I would highly suggest land is really important and owning your own home is really important but not if you're going to be behind the eight ball so you need somebody who understands what's coming in this market can help time as best as anybody can but knows how to negotiate knows how to get everything buttoned up um, can get you to the right uh, people for the loan make sure that your family is is tight financially as possible and i mean that in a positive way real estate agents i trust.com is where you're going to find that real estate agent we have vetted these people six ways to sunday and we watch them closely they are not employees they don't work for us but we vet them and we we probably have now probably twelve thousand people on a waiting list and we don't take many because we want to make sure we are watching everyone carefully so you get the best service possible this is a free service to you get a recommendation now at realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com the glenn back program Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, The Supreme Court is hearing another very important case. This one is uh, Axon Enterprise versus FTC. It could it could put the FTC uh, into uh, a little closet and that would change everything. They're about to have if it comes out the right way, they would have much of the power from not only the FTC, but I think from the entire administrative state uh, con- under control. The, the, if you're a company, you can't bring the FTC into court. Okay? If the agency, you say, you're exceeding your authority, you don't have the right, you can't go to court. You have to spend years dealing with the FTC until all the internal hearings are done. Well, they wear you out, and by the time you would be able to sue, it's too late, it's over. Um, this is saying, no, no, no. If they overstep their bounds, you can go right to court. You can sue them immediately. That would change the administration, uh, administrative state 
entirely. It's mm. a good step, assuming it goes the right way. That would be great. That, I mean, that's the administrative state is far too powerful and far too large. We always talk about the most important election that has ever happened, and it happens to always be the current election we're in. And, you know, it's something we've we've mocked over the years. Like, everyone always says that. Everyone always says it's the biggest, uh, most important election. Part of the reason why it tends to be true is that every two years, the government is larger. Yes. Every two years, there is more invasion into your life. Every two Correct. years, there this administrative yep. state grows to the point where it micromanages your life a little bit more. So the people who are in charge of that administrative state are more so important. Remember that what the Democrats say, they always self-diagnose. They are saying that this election could be the end of democracy. Mm. Okay, That's their words. Democracy. We are a republic, not a democracy, and it is intentional. And it's time, if you don't know the difference, you need to look it up. Um, but what they're saying is their new world, the democracy that they want, not the republic, that this election could kill that. Yeah. And if this election goes the other way, the republic will die. This is the last possible election for a gasping republic. We've got to go out in very high numbers and save the republic. It is hanging by a thread. Get your vote in and overwhelm the system. It is critical. You do have the power. Do it. The Glenn Beck Program.